Mike Cooper is going to pop into the stream yard. We're going to talk to him live from Poland. As a matter of fact, he's there. Mike, just give me a, a, a moment here. Let me add him to El Streamo there. And yes, here, my uh, you can see my ugly mug. My hair's getting long. I, I I need Mike's barber here. Mike Mike Hooper's barber. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just need the front looking nicely. That's it. You don't want to see the back. Forget about it. <laughs> here's our jersey. Here's our here's our pole from the Bronx. Here, as he comes in, forget about it. Uh, we're we're going to talk to Mike about Mike. Hold that thought. Let me get a live ad in here real quick. Uh, the Golden Truth Ticket Contest is on. You can win a brand new Kia Seltos, a 2023 Kia Seltos. This is a luxurious, wonderful car. Maggie's in her fourth year of owning her second Seltos now. We love the Seltos. You're going to love it too. And it's so easy to win. All you actually basically have to do is listen to the Crusade channel. I played you the, uh, the, the soundbite from John Wick, from a John Wick film earlier today. Actually, it was from John Wick 3. And when you hear, and we gave you to be, we told you to be caller number three, four at 844-527-8723. We usually only give one ticket away per day, but this is the first week of the, of the promotion. So this week we're giving away two. That's two, and a Golden Truth ticket costs two hundred dollars, hundred, hundred. So that's a $200 value. And all you got to do is listen to a silly radio station. So I will play, or Justin will play later today, the Golden Truth uh, uh, Golden Truth Ticket Sweepstakes soundbite of the day. Be caller number 484-527-8723, and we'll give you two tickets. You can only win once. That's in the contest rules. You can only win once. You can see the rules at crusadechannel.com in the event. Also, uh, while we're on the subject, you can buy tickets at 50% off. That deal's going to end Friday. This is for Founders Pass members only. As our thank you to you for your loyalty and your listening. Go to crusadechannel.com forward slash golden. And then when you get to the page, put the code in bullwick, B-U-L-L-W-I-C-K, bullwick. And then when you buy as many tickets you want, buy 100 if you want it, 50% off. There's no limit. And you can either get a ticket to the movie premiere variety, meaning you're agreeing you're going to come to Athens, Georgia on March the 24th, come to the, uh, the drawing and the giveaway, and also stay for our private screening. Yes, we actually got with the movie company, and we have a private screening the evening of, of March the 24th of John Wick 4. Me and Mitter Kernall, uh, Bulldog Key, will be your host. But you can just do the garden variety ticket, or you can pay your ticket forward to anyone you wish. Anyone, doesn't matter who it is. There's a, there's a box, there's a form for that. And you can also get a Founders Pass membership. That is a $150 value with the purchase of the ticket. You're going to get a receipt for it anyway, but you could choose that variety. So go get your tickets, take 50% off. That means you can become a Founders Pass member and have a chance to win a $35,000 retail value. A new car! For 50 bucks today. What, I got to give money away to get people to listen? CrusadeChannel.com forward slash golden. Use the code Bullwick. And then when you check out, the coupon code is GILD. Now, back to Poland and Mike Krupa. Mike, what's going on over there with, uh, I saw your post the other day, last Thursday, about Zelensky or whoever's uh, or, or in Poland's latest attack on free speech in Poland. I thought these people were all about freedom. Yeah, they're, they're always about freedom. I mean, it, wasn't it about bringing freedom and democracy to the Middle East and Iraq? Wasn't it about bringing freedom and democracy to Syria, to Libya, 
And now Russia, the ultimate goal, right, of all the uh, Beltway neocons, the globalists, the liberal internationalists, basically the entire swamp, the scum of the age, so to say. So uh, usually when you hear lofty speeches like the one that Biden gave, for example, uh, last week in Warsaw, it was all boilerplate, it was all hogwash, obviously is stated in the context of a war that, has, that is completely different from what was described in that speech. Uh, Biden trying to do his best FDR or Harry Truman or Ronald Reagan. Obviously, it wasn't working. I mean, they were trying to compare him to, you know, JFK giving the famous speech in Berlin with Ich bin ein Berliner. Well, you know, <laughs> he should have said, you know, I don't know, Ich bin ein Brandon, maybe. That's about it. Uh, but it didn't come away as something, you know, epic or something that'll be thought about, you know, next week, for example. So, uh, but we are seeing a clampdown on free speech. You're probably referring to, Mike, to the piece I uh, published on Consortium News about the case of uh, Dr. Leszek Sikulski, who was fired from his teaching position at a college for basically saying uh, we, don't, we don't want war for initiating what's called the Polish anti-war movement and for stating that it is not in the interests of Poland to keep pumping weapons into Ukraine. But that was a bridge too far for the uh, rector of the college who said, even in his official statement, that the reason why Leszek Sikulski was fired from his post was not because, you know, he molested a student or he was found drunk on campus. No, it was for voicing a completely legitimate political view, uh, which still, still uh, is legal in Poland because we do have a constitution that does mandate free speech. But unfortunately, uh, things look otherwise when it comes to uh, to practice. So uh, now, did you say, is it Sikulski or Sikorski? Sikulski, Sikulski. Okay, so he's not the, he's not in a, a relative of the guy who invented the, the, the helicopter. No, 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 no. That's Sikorski. At least not that I know of. At least not that I know. No, the, the, the inventor was Sikorski. Sikorski, that's and, right. And this guy is Sikulski. Okay, Sikulski. what happened to him? They, they just, they perp walked him off campus? What happened was, uh, he's a well-known commentator on geopolitics. Okay. As a matter of fact, he served in the uh, National Security Bureau under President Lech Kaczynski. That was the president that, if you may recall, died tragically in a plane crash in 2010 in Smolensk, Russia, along with a huge uh, group of his entourage from Poland. They were going to commemorate the uh, Katyn massacre in Russia and the plane tragically crashed. Um, and what happened was when the war broke out after February 24th of last year, uh, Leszek Sikulski on his YouTube channel, on his social media, he began voicing very anti-war sentiments, uh, which reflected the position of many Poles. Uh, it was a legitimate stance. And he was being attacked by, you know, these NAFO trolls on Twitter, by a lot of Ukrainians, by a lot of our local neocon coteries, so to say. But at the same time, he was working at his college and giving lectures on geopolitics and geostrategy. And about a few weeks ago, uh, him and a few other activists, uh, they inaugurated what's called the Polish anti-war movement, which is to become this uh, uh, bipartisan or cross-partisan platform of Polish citizens who are against the deepening of Polish involvement in the Ukrainian war and against escalation and against war with Russia in general. You know, the, the main theme is we want peace, not war, give peace a chance, so something which everybody should be able to sign up to. But unfortunately, in Poland right now, the media and the politicians are creating such an atmosphere that talking of peace amounts to treachery. So if you say the word peace, you're probably a Putin stooge or Putin agent, you're most likely a Russian. So you're not allowed to say peace, you're not allowed to dismiss the establishment's narrative. 
Um, and that was the crime that Leszek, Dr. Leszek Sikorski committed because he was voicing these views very much in public. And he got a notice from the rector that they will be letting him go. But he also let me know, and I write about that in that piece in Consortium News, which you could look up, entitled uh, McCarthyism Polish Style, right. that Leszek Sikorski knows that the college actually received phone calls from the Ministry of Education, plus personal visits from members of the ruling party in Poland, Law and Justice, the supposed conservative, supposed pro-Catholic party uh, that is governing us for the last uh, few years. So after all those interventions, Leszek Sikulski was let go, but you know, he's a fighter. He said, this just makes me stronger. If they think I'm gonna back down, they're completely wrong. So uh, Mike, uh, Mike Krupa, live from uh, Poland here on our Dudemaker um, StreamYard line. Is he like the Polish Jordan Peterson then, or is he a, 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 is he a Christian? Uh, is he is he secular completely? What, tell, tell us about the professor. He very well. He, he's, he's a conservative, a Polish patriot. He's a Catholic. Uh, he's a family man, a father, a husband. Uh, he's actually he actually comes from Częstochowa, where Clara Montana Monastery is located. So he's very near to. Uh, uh, to our dear uh, Our Lady of Częstochowa, Queen of Poland. Uh, no, he's uh, Leszek Sukulski. You can compare his views in the American context to, you know, Patrick J. Buchanan, for example. Okay, all right. So he's, he's a stand-up guy. He, he's, he's one of us, so to say. Okay, um, and, 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 and so uh, talk to us about what was the reaction in Poland, not just the Biden, but did you catch the Zelensky uh, tirade yesterday? The basically the the blackmail speech that he gave to to Americans that if we were to that he's hearing that there are more of us that are becoming anti-war every day, and that should we dare to withdraw our howitzer guns and hundreds of billions of dollars, that forty million Ukrainians are all going to hate us all, start hating us all of a sudden? Did you did you hear Zelensky, or what are you hearing from Zelensky? I caught some of that. Um, what I'm seeing from Zelensky is a growing sense of desperation. Okay. That's for sure. Because he knows perfectly well that the American public is becoming more and more tired as time goes on. Basically, the entire Western public opinion, even in Poland, although this is not talked about, people are becoming more and more wary. Nobody wants to go to war with Russia. Nobody wants nuclear annihilation. So he's trying to every, you know, desperate ploy He's trying to attempt every desperate ploy to try to convince the West that we're he's fighting indeed for our freedom and for our security, which is total hogwash. Uh, you know, in Little Italy, we'd use more straightforward words, so to say. Although <laughs> I know, I'm not from I know the Italy, word, but you know I, what I mean, right? I know the word. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, and uh, the desperation is growing, and I think we've come to a point where I think Zelensky is asking a lot of questions about his future in the sense that. Is the West going to allow him to escape uh, to the West or to another country like they did with President Afshan Ghani, who, you know, escaped uh, Kabul just as the Taliban were taking over his presidential palace yep. with suitcases full of cash and he escaped to Dubai, if I remember correctly. Uh, or he's going to get the so-called uh, 75 cent solution, as Scott Ritter calls it. Uh, I hope he doesn't. But the potential of him getting a bullet in the head uh, from some disgruntled military people who are seeing the situation on the battlefield, especially now in terms of the situation around Bakhmut uh, and the uh, the uh, the removing of the Ukrainian forces that's happening at that place by force and by uh, basically necessity, uh, is is basically making Zelensky more and more desperate. I'll give you this one little uh, example because a few days ago he gave a public press conference where he had journalists, I think, from all over the world, but I think it was mostly Western countries who were asking him questions. 
And there was a journalist who asked him a question in Russian. And as he was speaking, this journalist, Zelensky, you know, he put an earpiece into his ear to hear the translation, which is hilarious because Zelensky's first language is Russian, not <laughs> Ukrainian. He had to learn Ukrainian when he became Ukrainian president. So it just goes to show what kind of clown show we're dealing with here, right? I mean, the guy's been speaking Russian all of his life. His grandfather uh, took part in the uh, Great Patriotic War, fighting against Nazi Germany, and all of a sudden he's pretending here he needs a translator to hear Russian. It's, it, it, it's, it's baloney. Now, when you say the 75 uh, cent uh, solution, uh, Mike Krupa is on our, uh, our, our StreamYard hotline. You can watch this at Crusade Channel TV. You know, Scott Ritter says, the, the, the great American military historian and actual military guy, um, the, the 75 cent solution, people forget and I guess Zelensky, maybe he wasn't asked the question. Maybe they just told him, look, dude, you're the stooge. Um, when the United States is done with you and when our war machine is done with you, what did we do to Saddam Hussein? What did we do to, uh, to uh, Muammar Gaddafi? They ultimately either they get the golden parachute. What, what, what did we what did we do to DM in South Vietnam? Yes, yeah. What do what do we do to uh, uh, to President Diem, who was a daily mass uh, uh, congregant? He was a daily mass goer. He was a Catholic. He was trying to he was trying to work with the with the North Vietnamese communists uh, to stop a war from happening. He was duly elected in, in South Vietnam. We couldn't have any of that. You know, my book, uh, my friend Jeffrey, what's the name of that book? Book, um, uh, Paradise Lost. Jeffrey, uh, he wrote a book about about uh, about President Dim and how our CIA took him out. Um, you can see the handwriting on the wall here. So I was as you were as you were uh, speaking, I was writing this down. Not John Milton. Uh, it's called Paradise Lost. Jeffrey is a Canadian. Uh, you'll find it. Uh, let me ask you: the place that you mentioned is that in the northern part of the Donbass, where you said the, the Ukrainians are being forcefully, forcefully moved out. Is that the northwestern part? Is that above? Yes, that, that's above uh, Zephyrsaraya. Uh, Zaporozhia. Zaporozhia. I always mispronounce yeah. Zaporozhia. Thank you. Zaporozhia. Yeah, it's it's basically where the main battles right now are taking uh, are happening between the uh, private military contractor or PMC as they call it, the Wagner Group, so called, uh, and the Ukrainian military. Now, uh, Bakhmut is basically uh, located in uh, what amounts to historical Donbas. Uh, it's basically a very critical juncture in terms of the strategy that the Russians might be able to pursue in the future. Uh, so it's nestled just right between the cities of Kramatorsk and Gorlivka. Uh, you can find it on a map, but right now they're calling it, uh, you know, Ukraine Stalingrad because the battles there, the battle for that city actually has been taken part uh, ever since May. But I'm not a military historian. I defer to such giants as uh, Colonel McGregor, Scott Ritter. Their analysis is very much more uh, into what's actually happening. I'm just giving you a very broad outline here of, of the situation in terms of how important Bakhmut is uh, to the overall political uh, situation in Ukraine. What, what is real Scott Ritter saying right now about this? Because you're going to have him on your show tomorrow. Where can folks watch that? Yeah, well, tomorrow uh, on Votum TV at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, we're okay. going to be having a roundtable discussion with uh, Larry C. Johnson. He is uh, ex-CIA and ex-State uh, Department Office of Counterterrorism. We're going to be having the great Andre Martianov. He is a Russian military historian who lives in the United States. He has a blog called Reminiscence of Tomorrow. And we're also going to be having Mike Mihailovich. He lives in Toronto. He's also uh, an engineer and a specialist on the technicalities 
of military operations. So we're going to have those three gentlemen tomorrow on Votum TV. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting at 1 p.m. Eastern. And on Thursday, we're going to be having the great Scott Ritter at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's Eastern United States. Uh, also on Votum TV uh, with Scott on Thursday. So two events coming up this week. Hope you, you can all join us. Yeah, that's V-O-T-U-M TV. Votum TV. TV yeah. I, I want to talk to you a final question. And, and by the way, y'all uh, follow Mike on Twitter. You can find him. He is M.G. Krupa. With a K, K R U P A. That's M G Krupa on Twitter. And no, on- no family relation to Gene Krupa. <laughs> <laughs> and on YouTube, Votum TV. You find him on, on YouTube as well. Lots of reports. Get the real scoop for what's really going on in, in English uh, in in our proxy war with NATO and uh, uh, our attempt to bring down the rising Christianity in Russia. And that's what I want to close with because I don't want to keep you. Mike took special time out of his day to join us because he's usually free in the afternoon. So I want to get him back to his job or whatever it is he was doing. Talk to me about uh, eating breakfast. You're you're seven hours ahead of me. You weren't eating breakfast. Steve Bannon once said, I'm a breakfast guy. So I say to him, I'm a breakfast guy too. I can eat bacon and eggs all day, but it's lunch. (laughs) So I have to put off the meat, obviously. Okay. Talk to me. What was the reaction? First of all, was it broadcast and could you see it? What was the reaction to Vladimir Putin's State of the Russian Federation speech? And uh, and your reaction to President Putin's call for, he actually said, he goes, we are fighting the war for families, for men and women as husbands and wives, for children to not be mutilated. I'm listening to this going like, I could have written that. That's what I would have said, given the opportunity. was it broadcast in Poland? Or did they black it out so no one could see it? And was there any reaction to it? It's probably the usual, oh, you're just a Putin stooge, I guess. Um, and what did you think of it? Well, I watched the speech live uh, on RT uh, because obviously nobody was carrying it live in, okay. in Poland, at least. Now, the, the reactions uh, that I saw, at least in Polish mainstream, uh, were obviously taken out of context. So the main thing that people criticized Putin for was that he... Uh, you know, he removed Russia temporarily from the START Treaty. Uh, he didn't remove Russia completely from the START Treaty. He only said we're canceling our activities within the framework of the START Treaty because it's an absurd situation whereby we're allowing, uh, you know, United States weapons inspectors to come into Russia to inspect our nuclear sites, but we're not allowed to do the same thing in the United States. So we're uh, sort of, we're, we're moving, we're, we're canceling our activity within the framework of the New START Treaty, right. but we will be able to return as soon as the United States starts behaving responsibly. So the Polish media obviously went wild. They said that Putin's going to start a nuclear war. Oh my God, he's leaving the treaty and so on and so on. So that was the main reaction. Nobody talked about, you know, it's interesting because the speech, everybody thought he was going to make some big foreign policy announcement or, you know, the, the, the date of the big offensive. But in essence, 80% of the speech was actually domestic issues. And I have to say for the, for the first about, you know, 30 minutes, it was kind of boring. He was talking <laughs> about investments and taxes. But this is a man, it shows what is the priority in this man's thinking. His country comes first, his countrymen come first, and then all the implications of that on the international scene. And only after giving this broad introduction into, you know, tax policy, investment policy, and so on and so on, he moved into foreign policy, where he talked about New START, where he criticized the West for its moral degeneracy. He even went after, uh, and for good reason, the Anglican Church, which apparently is starting to misgender a god. We've heard about that. Um, It it was just a great speech in a way. A lot of people called it, you know, a declaration of independence from the West on Vladimir Putin's part. 
It was concise. It was strategic. It was calm. It was fact-based. Uh, it was it, it was basically classic Putin. So uh, you know the speech that followed at uh, 5 p.m. Polish time uh, that same day. I mean Biden's speech in Warsaw. Uh, you know it was just it, it was written on the knee. Uh, on Air Force One, probably by Jake <laughs> Sullivan, to repeat as much as possible the words democracy, goodness, evil, uh, and so on and so on. So y- you had a fact-based speech, uh, a speech of a statesman, and then you had the speech of, well, Joe Biden. You know, you know. quickly, Mike, uh, you mentioned Brandenburg earlier. I'm putting a new project together, and I'm cataloging the ones that I can find, and uh, which is most of them, Ronald Wilson Reagan's great speeches. Well, you go find the one at the Brandenburg Gate, and uh, this is where you get the famous, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That is a strong diplomatic man speaking with the full confidence that he, th- he has truth on his side, and he is on the side of good people, and he's giving the bad guys a chance to just, hey, stand down. Just stand down. Let let freedom let these people work their way out of what you know you have forced them to live under. This is not what Biden and Zelensky do. They threaten. They lie. They obfuscate. They they they, 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 they like to talk about weaponry. They can throw big numbers around about how about uh, uh, the money. They make boogeymen out of people that aren't boogeymen. I mean, it's, it's almost you 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 take Reagan at the Brandenburg Gate and just flip it upside down. And, and turn him into a fire-breathing demon, a, a, a man who's possessed like a, like the kid in the movie The Exorcist. And this is what you get. And I'm not exaggerating for just just to exaggerate here. I mean, seriously, you you because I just watched the Brandenburg Gate speech. I just I watched it Friday night, so it's fresh in my. I watched it two a day after Biden's or two days afterwards, so it's fresh in my mind. This is what a real leader looks like who is genuinely seeking peace, and Reagan always was. That's not what's, uh, that when I see Zelensky and Biden, all I hear is war and threats. Well, uh, you know, the, the intellectual depth, so to say, right. of the two speeches can be seen by any rational person. But I would compare Biden's speech to the intellectual depth of George W. Bush once asking during a press conference, I quote, uh, what's the French word for entrepreneur? <laughs> so there you go there you it's, go uh, <laughs> we'll end on that note uh, he is Mike Krupp and again you can watch uh, he with uh, Scott Ritter and uh, Larry C. Johnson tomorrow on Votum TV that's at noon east so it'll be 11 a.m. on tomorrow at 1 p.m. eastern and on Thursday at 2 p.m. eastern okay so 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. Mike thanks for coming on the Mike Church Show and the Crusade Channel you're our go-to guy for European affairs, and I want to thank you for that. And uh, anything breaks, you ever want to just pop in, Mike, can I come on for five minutes? Dude, call me. You're in. We'd love to hear it. Okay, next time we'll discuss Mike's favorite godfather tomato sauce uh, recipe. (laughs) In the context of geopolitics. (laughs) And he has a great Polish sense of humor to go along with it. All right, uh, uh, Lenten blessings, brother. God bless you. Thank you, Mike. God bless you guys. Take care. Okay, Mike, thank you.